experienced in these blackouts, blackouts, stretches of time you can't account for. Welcome back, everyone, to another Lost Log. Uh, I am joined tonight. Uh, this is a, 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 a little peek behind the curtain. Most of the time we record, you know, early morning, afternoon, but tonight we're recording after dark. No, what is it? After hours. So this is Captain's Log. After hours is when you're catching us. So we're going to be pretty raunchy tonight as we talk about these horrible things that people work in graveyard shifts have encountered uh so that's our episode topic for today mason we're, we're taking a look at graveyard shifts we're taking a look at just these horrible things that the poor working people of america have had to deal with that they're probably minimum wage jobs um for the entertainment of ourselves and the internet we're gonna play um to make it because it's after hours we're gonna be playing strip graveyard stories <laughs> Where every time you lose a graveyard story, you have to remove an article of clothing. I started without pants, but that was more of a personal preference because, as you know, I don't wear pants after 8 p.m. That's right, yeah. Um, it, and it was really unfortunate when I used to live in Iowa because Mason would be like, hey, come over at 9 <laughs> yeah. p.m. Well, it's yeah. just really awkward um, the first time. After that, I just got used to it. I just, um, I Winnie the Pooh so I just, I wear a t-shirt and then I just let it dangle. I wear socks. He's a sex a offender. Did you know that? Um, okay. Well, first off, they shouldn't. Uh, technically, uh, okay. I live on the, the 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 downtown area in an apartment. Yes, my windows overlook a very busy part of. Oh, town. I was talking about Winnie the my Pooh, fault. not you. A, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is gross, right? <laughs> hey, remember how? Remember that one time, Mason? And this is you know this is for our old um, our our OG listeners, but. Remember that time that we used to get downloads in China and then we referred to the president of China. We made a joke about him looking like Winnie the Pooh and mysteriously we have gotten zero downloads since in like a year. Isn't that yeah, crazy? We really, we really put a put a bullet through our career with that one, huh? Just right off the bat, too. Um, First off, I'm going to go ahead and reverse course and say China never has done anything wrong. Uh, I mean, you know, if if being a great country that provides for the world is a bad thing, then, uh, yeah, I guess they have done bad yeah, things. right. Let's get into it. We're, 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 we're uh, beating around the bush too much. Let's talk about this. Um, so we've got, uh, I think, about 10 stories that we're going to be looking at here tonight. Um, and, uh, yeah. You ready, Mason? I am. I was born ready. Just going to take a sip of my uh, cup of coffee uh, from my Captain's Log mug. Probably tastes better because it's in that mug. <sighs> Coffee. Log it. I don't know. We're still sorry, workshopping. Was that for the stuff. mug or the car or the coffee cup? Mm-hmm. 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 All right. <clears throat> I work the night shift at a rehab facility. We have a protected gate with a camera looking down from above and one of those doorbell cameras. 
In the office, the camera monitor is on one wall and the doorbell monitor is on another. I was doing some paperwork and see this guy walk past, stop for a few seconds, then slowly turn around, walk back and stare up at the camera. And he just kept staring. The facility is in a rough neighborhood, so I'm fairly used to folks hanging out around the gate and usually ignore it. But the way he was staring was off-putting, like his eyes and expression were hollow and dead. Almost. Sounds like a drug addict. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, it sounds like a heroin addict is trying to get Hang help, on. and this, this terrible, terrible person is just like, ugh, gross. Ugh, yucky. Almost as if he were in deep thought about something horrible. His fucking like, drug addiction, like, probably. Like I like committing to go to rehab? Yeah. I was pretty sure. Sh- oh, here we go. I was pretty sure he was zonked on synthetics. I used nice. the intercom to see if he was okay, but he just kept staring directly at the camera. We have I'm rule. pretty sure he was zonked on synthetics sounds like a um a quote from Batman the Batman the new Batman the future Batman cartoon. Oh Batman Beyond? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, this dude's zonked on <laughs> synthetics. Uh oh, the Joker gang zoinked on synthetics. <laughs> it's over, Joker. You won't be zoinked on synthetics any longer. Dude, he's modded out his body and he's zoinked on the net. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. Good cartoon. We have a rule. If it's not hurt or trying to come through the fence, just let it be. That's what that's what the Beatles were singing about. No sense in engaging <laughs> Wait, what? You know, cause let it be. Oh, I mean, I guess. I do remember, you know, and that was a cut line I remember from mm. the documentary where mm. he was like, if it's not hurt, just let it be. And they're like, I don't, John, I don't like it. It's not great. Uh, no sense in engaging needlessly with somebody potentially hostile or fucking with the locals. Y'all, he stood there and stared at that camera for two hours. That same dead-eyed expression staring right at me. I did around and came back to find him gone, which only creeped me out more. Anonymous, thought catalog. Here's a funny thing. I think Mason is right. I think this person, it is creepy. You know, if you're working a job and somebody comes up and stares, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? But uh, I think Mason was right. He was probably tripping on something. Um, and to, to this zonked out guy's uh, defense, I have a buddy who one time got high and he sat in the bathroom for three hours uh, because he thought he was in there for three minutes. So, you know. Um, yeah, this guy probably like woke up high on something just on a very, on a down, on a down, downy drug, on a downwards drug mm-hmm. and was like high as shit was like, oh, fuck, my life's a mess. I got to go to rehab mm-hmm. and then walk to the rehab place and then like, uh, you know, kind of lost the plot somewhere in there, stared at a thing and then eventually was like, I got to get out of here. All right, here's another one. This one, this one uh, is, is a little short. Was in orderly in a hospital. Two of us were sitting in the basement office adjacent to the morgue. A guy passed our office looking at us a little shifty, came back again, and asked if we had access to the morgue. We said yes, thinking he was doing a pickup for a funeral home. But that seemed strange given it was around 12 to 12.30 a.m. Nope. He wanted to pay us to let him in and leave him alone with the bodies for an hour. We escorted him up to security, and apparently he had tried it in the past as security knew him. Imagine that. Just, <laughs> sorry, that's from Odd42 from Thought Catalog. Uh, imagine just bringing the guy up to security, and they're like, Hey, Bill, trying to get into the bodies again? And he's just like, Yeah, you guys got me. 
You know, you guys used to be a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah, he's and one of those guys bummer, where it was like, honestly. last time I came, they said I could do it. Mm-hmm. Well, the old manager used to let me do it all the time, so. Ugh. Work the night shift at a large grocery store. One that wasn't open overnight, but had a skeleton crew to work the loads and do prep and clean. To do, to work the what? What are you doing right now? I'm I'm trying to start it. This is what we we do. What do you mean? We we podcast. We're podcasting. I started this, so I feel bad, but I don't like that. I didn't like that. To work the loads? That's not that bad. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Mr. I have a job. Mr. 30-year-old. Anyway. I was 24. (laughs) (laughs) 24-year-old man. I'm I still young. Kids still get me, okay? I'm cool. Wow. If I were to show up wow. at a college, kids would be mm, like, cool. Mm, oh, bad. Anyway, I worked near the entrance. Large glass doors, but visually blocked off from any vantage point. Around 3 a.m., I hear knocking on the doors. This isn't completely uncalled for. Usually, it's someone coming in for an early shift, but don't have a key card. Sometimes it's someone's food delivery, or sometimes a customer who thinks we're open despite clearly being closed. That was my favorite thing when I worked at um, like uh, Smoky Row or mm. the movie theater, and people would come in and like, "You guys open?" It's like the door's fucking locked. So no, you can't even get in. What do you think? Yeah, just let me in real quick. No. Um, I approach the door. It's a man that I don't recognize, wet from the rain. He looks normal enough, but something about him unnerved me. He had that vibe to him. You know the one. You think, you think he was the hash-singing slasher? I think he was the hash-singing slasher. Where it seems like maybe they're on their way to becoming a full-blown meth head. But for now, they still manage to give the appearance of functionality. It's like you, Mason. That's how I would describe you. What's up? You're like on your way to becoming a full-blown meth head, but you still manage to look like you're, you could function. That's unfair. I have the rambling, shambling, uh, stutter and gait of a future mental patient, okay? How dare you? I'm not a drug addict. I'm just mentally ill. That's a hate crime, I think. (laughs) He was holding his shit together just enough to appear normal, but the edges were definitely shaky. Anyway, without a lot... Yeah, fine. (laughs) Oh, you're just reading the story. Yeah. He was holding his shit together just enough to appear normal, but the edges were definitely shaky. Anyway, without unlocking the door, I announced that the store was closed. He told me he just needed my help. His car had broken down in the parking lot, and he needed a boost. I didn't drive, so I told him I couldn't help him. I should have walked away there, but he was out in the rain, and I did legitimately feel bad, so I told him I would see if any one of our few crew did drive. Here's the thing, don't feel bad for people. That's just rule number one, you know? Don't pull over to help people on the side of the road. Don't let people in late at night. Call the right people. Well, that's not true yeah, because yeah. cops will just shoot them. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah. It's a real tough world. It's, a, I guess, best judgment, but I don't know. A lot of the times... I mean, listen, if you're having struggle, if you're struggling with it now, you're really going to have a hard time when the apocalypse comes and we're living in Mad Max. Oh, no, that, that, I'll at, s- at that point, I won't. In the liver I'll just do it. Water. I'll just do it. Yeah. I don't care then. Because, I mean, you know, yeah. l- uh, progressiveness out the window. I'm full-blown conservative when the, <laughs> the apocalypse comes. 
Oh, I'm not even, it's not even conservative anymore. I'll just, I will murder you for the the water in your blood like, like we're living on Dune. I, uh, I don't care. I don't know what to tell you anymore. Wow. Yep. Sorry, this is now or when? Uh, it's hmm. the minute water, the minute government fails. You're going to so be you're like, b- you better, you, you better get this? on it already. You're going to be like, Mason, did you just see that? I just saw a tweet from CNN that says that our government has declared martial law. And then that's me stabbing you in the throat. You're going you like, to turn around and like, show me your phone. And you're just like, and I'm like, April Fool's. <laughs> Jesus. You know, today on the way here, I was like, I'm not going to bump my fucking microphone stand. You did it. I'm going to, this hand, I'm keeping it down. It's not coming up at all. This hand can make expressions and be silly, but that hand, straight business. Get down. I like it. Anyway. <laughs> I'm fucking losing it, Mason. Uh, I did find someone who was willing to help and got the night crew manager involved as well. We went out. Turns out he was parked a bit off from the entrance in a fairly secluded spot, and he had a lady with him. Oh, I've seen this video before. I don't get it. It's a porn. Uh, so <laughs> there was a similar vibe with her, almost but not exactly normal. It didn't click right away, but I figured they had been hooking up in the car in the parking lot, maybe left the radio or lights on, and drained the battery. To me, that explained the weird, unnerving feeling they either felt ashamed or guilty, and it was showing through. Anyway. My coworker goes over to help give them a boost. The manager and I stay out there with him, nearby, watching. The two lovebirds kept peeking over at us a bit uncomfortably. After a few moments, the coworker returns from the car and hurries us back inside. We don't see them drive off, which seems odd. We get inside, lock up again, and then the coworker thanks us for staying out there with him and not leaving him alone with them. He also caught on to the unnerving air about them and it made him worried. What worried him more was when it also turned out that there was nothing wrong with their car. My poor brain read it. Um, hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. Is it all... I play, I play video games. I play Red Dead Redemption. I know that when someone is like, help! They're just going to jump out and put them up, cowboy! You know? Uh, so, I don't know. I, there have been a couple times where people come in and my undisclosed job. Um, no, there's been a couple times where people come in, and I work valet, and they'll be like, hey, do you mind giving us a, like a, because uh, we have a battery pack or whatever, and they'll be like, do you mind giving us a boost? We're parked over there. And I'm like, I mean, it's out of my job description, but it's in a nice neighborhood. But I always ask someone to come with me because I never know. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's rich people, whatever. And then I get stabbed. Or I get. Yeah. Yeah. So. Once again, due to the privilege of everything about me, I never have to worry about that. Is because like why people I die too, in, Mason. I know, but the amount of times that like Not uh, I, I worked at the theater, mm-hmm. and like if someone were to ever come up to the door at like midnight, I wouldn't even talk to him through the door. I would open the door to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, I remember just that. Just because like I it'd that. be weird not to. I thought and it then was I, weird. I, Whenever you did that, well, I was like, We're gonna you didn't die grow up this. in a in a tiny, tiny town. I did. and But I guess I just... Well, okay, good point. I watched TV. 
I don't know. I did too. I un- I listened to true crime. I under- yeah, I guess I, I, I guess understand. I didn't. I didn't grow up in a small town in the Midwest. But I even still, today, I if to this day, if someone knocked on my door fucking right now, fucking don't, Mason. God, I'd just be like, let this podcast be a wrong? fucking lesson to you. Stop. Stop. Oh doing no. That. Your car's broken down? Well, let's go fix oh, it. Oh, yeah. Wait, where are you parked? In a dark alley? Sure. Well, that makes sense. We live in one. Amateur podcaster Mason Schrader was found stabbed to death in the back alley of a so Oscaloosa. In a wild turn of events that they lead with amateur, amateur podcaster is the first <laughs> description of We've me. got a little bit of fame going for us. We're big in Bosnia, probably. I got they they passed right over local man and just, just amateur, amateur podcast. <laughs> a local crazy uh, person, is, Mason Schrader. My obituary better start with amateur, amateur podcaster. Yes. So good. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean we so we had this discussion when I had uh Ethan on like episode ten where we talked about uh like uh, government setups or whatever. We somehow got on this topic. Uh-huh. And he told me that, like, as a rule, he doesn't stop for anyone like this in a situation. Just because he's like, I don't know if they're going to harm me or if, like, they're going to... Uh, he's like, you never know. Either I harm you or you harm me. Like, that's it could just be one of those two. And I was like, well, first Well, off, he should probably I don't know, know if it needs to be one of those two, you. right? You, you know, should be I mean, aware. It's, it's weird that I he's might like, kill you listen, I-, <laughs> I might stab him. I don't know. I, I'm a wild card. What if I just stab him when, without any provocation and now I'm a murderer? But I have read so many stories and, you know... Shit, because it can easily be made up. But I've read so many stories of people like pulling over, and then yeah, they 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 get robbed or something. Yeah, I don't know what. Well, you just said what you would do, so never mind. I was gonna ask, well, what would you do? Like, when you just, okay, yeah, all right. God. Um. Actually, well, there there are a lot of. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't help a lot of people, but that's also because I normally am just like. Ugh. I worked overnight security at a convention center for a few years. One night at like 2 a.m., I was on cameras chit-chatting with another officer who was manned at what we call base. I had two other guys and my supervisor out on patrol. I saw a homeless dude go up our outdoor elevator to a public terrace and was keeping an eye on him. No big deal. He goes to a corner just out of reach of our cameras, a corner known to us for people to usually catch a quick nap in. I call on the radio to our nearest patrol officer, whom was also patrolling with my supervisor, that this guy was hanging out here doing whatever. They casually start walking towards the area. Upon their arrival to the scene, next thing I know, on another camera directly below this terrace, terrace, that's a word I struggle with, I'm not going to lie to you. I always want to say Terrence, like the name Terrence, but that's Uh, not right. No. Like 50 feet below, also right side our office, I see a body drop straight down and land on their legs, collapsing to the ground. I quickly stand up from my chair and I'm panicking. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. I grab the first aid kit and run out of the office to go outside. My other officer on base jumps on the phone and calls 911. My supervisor says, base, call 911. We're already on it. I'm the first one there, and this homeless man was writhing in pain, shattered bones protruding from his ankles, bleeding from the mouth, trying to mumble what happened. He manages to roll over, and I see his hands are also fucked up, more bones protruding from his wrists. I don't dare touch him, and I doubted my first aid kit would have helped at all. (laughs) Let me put a band-aid on that. 
That was me saying that. That wasn't the guy. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That was I was real distracted by the idea of so many bones yeah, sticking right? out of your body. It's upsetting. My I super, like bones. I like my bones, like but that. I like them in my body when they're mine. You know? I just like them intact. Mm, yeah. My supervisor. I mean, what, are you going to pick them out of his wrists? I mean, that's rhetorical, Jose. No. Don't look oh. like that. Obviously, you're not going to pick okay. the shards was... out. You'd only be worth them to you if they were in holes. You know, if they were the whole bone. If it's shards, it's useless. What am I going to do, jigsaw them back together? What am I, a fucking archaeologist? Just give me your bone, homeless man. Get it out of your arm. Wow. You're on a list somewhere. I just hope you know that. Somewhere. Yeah, top 10 Forbes 20 under 20. Fifty under fifty. You twenty under twenty. You fucking twenty four. I was on the twenty under twenty four years ago. Now I'm on thirty under thirty. Twenty under twenty fucking. Twenty under twenty fucking psychopaths who want bones. (laughs) Number one amateur podcaster Mason Schrader. (laughs) This kid will freak for your bones. (laughs) Uh, My supervisor, another officer. My supervisor and another officer come running down the stairs to the scene. Apparently, when they arrived to the original scene on the terrace, in my camera's blind spot, the guy was sitting on the ledge with a 50-foot drop directly beneath, beneath him. My supervisor yells, Hey, get down from there. And the homeless dude... words. That's the fucking scene of the Joker. Where he's yeah, like, but not in, yeah. you know, just, but like also, but for real though, poor choice Yeah, because, because the homeless dude just lifts himself up and drops. Not a word spoken. I mean, he did get down from there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> I would have said, hey, come over here. <laughs> would have been my choice of words. I would have said, don't fucking jump off the ledge. Freeze. But on the ledge, what not down on the ground. Well, obviously, because yeah. you can't move. Right. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Dumbass. Idiot. First, resp- <laughs> First responders arrive and take him to the hospital. I, of course, had to write the report and review the video of the incident. A cop comes an hour later and shares his condition that he survived, but will most likely never walk again. No major internal organ damage. That cop didn't have anything better to do that night. He was like, oh, I should go tell those guys what happened. You know, the like, biggest shame gossipy, was that man was cop. actually the greatest puppeteer of our generation. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. He'll never puppet again. No. Wow. Now for the major coincidence, a few days later, I get a new roommate who brings his girlfriend over. We're all hanging out, talking, drinking. I share that I work security at so-and-so, and and the new roommate's girlfriend says, Oh, didn't you guys just have a homeless man fall off your terrace and almost die? What the fuck? How'd she know that? There was no media coverage. She wasn't there. Apparently, she was the godmother of his children, best friends with the mother. She shares that he was a homeless, alcoholic junkie that constantly fought with the police and was in and out of jail multiple times. She got the call that he attempted suicide and rushed with the mother to the hospital to see him. She shared his condition with me and that he was in critical condition but expected to survive. Her and my roommate shortly broke up and I never saw her again. The defunky. Reddit. Um, wow. Typical of a woman to uh, try to destroy this victim. <laughs> I can't even... Wow, I was gonna try to make a fucking joke me. and I couldn't even do it. Yeah, you guys better be careful there. I hear they're comping podcasters. Oh yeah, <laughs> poor podcasters, man. They're coming after us. We're the fucking victims. My heart goes out to Joe Rogan, and I hope he stays in all you guys' prayers. Another one of our of our um, 
of our peers being shamelessly attacked? When will white men, when will white straight men finally get their due in this country, Mason? Honestly, I'm more afraid of people using the things that I say against me than I am about opening a door for a stranger. No, that's real. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. That's real. Yeah. As a white podcaster. Yeah. It's so scary to me that people protect, might take hashtag, my opinions as opinions. Hashtag protect Mason. Yeah. What if they cancel me because I have terrible fucking opinions? Well, that you would know? just, you would be the victim in that. What know? if, what if society decides to stop giving me money because they don't like what I'm doing? Mm. I mean, that would be a tragedy if people yeah. stopped giving me money because I did things they don't like. Working the graveyard shift in a small motel all alone. Had a guest who requested a six-foot extension cord. It took me a while, but I found one. <laughs> I just, I know what's going to happen. It's just, that's an oddly specific length of extension cord to need. I think you should have been like, no. Brought it to his room. The housekeeper found him dead the next day. Hanged himself with the extension cord. Anonymous. Do you think they took the extension? Do you think the motel kept the extension cord? Oh, yes. Almost certainly. You think they unwrapped it and were like, uh, when I had just graduated high school, I started working at a truck stop a few miles outside of town. Truck stops. This is the thing. Every time I like go on a road trip and I stop at a gas station or a truck stop in the middle of nowhere, I'm like this, this right here, worst job ever. Because one, the commute is insane, right? What? Go ahead. I'll just, you finish. Well, okay, I don't mean worst job ever, but it would no, no, suck. No, 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 I just, go ahead, you're fine. I'm not Because, like, the you. commute to have to go out into the middle of nowhere from wherever the nearest town is, and then just having to, like, especially overnights, like graveyard shifts, just the crazies that must come in, you know what I mean? The idea of working in a desolate yes, I know that's truck your, stop. Yeah, as I said it, I was like, that's Mason's Overnight dream. Yeah. would be so much fun. I would love it. I would. I mean, I will, I'd probably get beat up by truckers. I will every say once this: while, after but. doing the yeah, after doing the series, I kind of want to go work overnight security somewhere. I'm yeah. Me I've too, been so the sure. more I mean, that I you and the more that I've been I tempted, could quit and get a job together, like working an overnight thing, hey, that dude, would be ideal. If I find a good paying like overnight or like park ranger situation, I'm hitting you up and I'm like, yo, let's do this. And then we just podcast out there. Mm. Fuck, man. Anyway. Just leave our lives behind. That would be Cheyenne and nice. Zuko can come, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Cheyenne wants a dog, so she'd probably be like, if we if we could find like a lighthouse to do like a, like six months. <laughs> oh, amazing. I usually worked evenings, but I had to switch shifts with a night shift, guys. So there I was at 3 a.m. fighting sleep. A car pulls into the parking lot and parks. There's a guy in the driver's seat crying and a woman in the passenger seat just staring straight ahead. Not moving, no emotion whatsoever. They sat there for what seemed like an hour. Then the guy gets out and comes in. He grabs a few random items and puts them on the counter. The whole time he's looking all around, checking for other people. There was no one but us, for miles. He then stares right into my very soul and says, It's quiet out here, isn't it? So quiet you can almost hear the angels singing. I muttered something unmemorable, and he left. And she never moved. DMK 2004, Ranker. That lady was dead, Mason. 
That's the stories I want. I want that experience so <laughs> Hey, bad. Mason, how was your shift? Uh, some guy came in with a corpse, and then he puppeted the corpse, and I said, how are you doing? And then he moved her, and he said, we're doing fine, thank you. He said, um, it's so quiet out here, you can almost hear the angels sing. Uh, she never moved, and then he left. So, good. It was a good one. It was a little hard to focus on anything after that part, though. I don't even know, because almost certainly she's dead, or on, uh, she's dead, she's dead, she's dead, I mean, why would you make that comment, and the fact that he just grabbed, like, random items, like, which, again, I guess, what is random items, you know what I mean, I'm assuming he got, like, I'm assuming he got, like, those fucking pills, (laughs) the weird, like, vitamin packs that they sell at gas Mm. stations, and then, like, like a, like a Sobe, and Mm -hmm. maybe, like, some... Swedish fish. I was going to say Pepto-Bismol. Ah, uh, that's more weird. Funyuns. Yeah. A pack of the fruit Mentos. And one of those ice <laughs> cleaners. For and an cars. ice scraper. Yes, absolutely. That's it. That's the last item. That's for sure it. That that's what it, it is. For sure. That's yeah. what he got. That's when I'm like, yeah, she's dead, isn't she? That's what gives it away to me. I'm like, oh. Because it's the middle of fucking summer. <laughs> Just fucking an ice scraper. I'm going to need this for, uh, do you have any shovels? Uh, no, this will do. Around 12 years ago, I was working security at a small company's headquarters in New York City. My partner for the night had called in sick, so I had to work from 12 to 6, all by my lonesome. Now, normally this wouldn't be a problem. I just had to sit in the back room, watch some cameras, and occasionally head out for a sweep. Nothing to it, right? Well, as it turns out, one of the employees had stayed in the building after hours and had managed to avoid my co-worker's sweep from the previous shift. I first noticed a movement in my peripheral vision on one of the screens, and then again a few minutes later. This was odd because I was used to quiet nights in this particular building. I was a little scared when I headed out for my sweep, but it was my job, so I grabbed my flashlight and headed out to begin. I had to start the sweep in one big hallway, and right as I entered, I saw a flash of movement at the end of it. At this point, I was sufficiently freaked out. I stood frozen for a minute or so, looking into the semi-darkness, unsure of what to do. The decision was taken out of my hands, however, as I heard a gunshot resound down the hallway. In what was the scariest moment of my life, I slowly walked down that hallway to investigate. It was so scary, I slowly walked towards it. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're not going to run to something that scared you. Well, you normally run away from something that scares you. That's true, yeah. I guess you're right. I reached the end and saw to my left that the president's office light was on. Slowly, I approached the door and creaked it open, scared shitless. What I saw will forever haunt me. The man had taken a seat in the president's chair and shot himself. In any case, I threw up about, a few, I threw up a few times and called the police. I got the next two weeks off. I still have nightmares about it sometimes. Good grace. You got paid. Ranker. You got paid off. You got paid time off? I don't know. You got the ne- next two weeks off, so probably. That story is really sad, but it's less sad when you know that when that guy sat in the president's chair, he went, look at me, I'm the president. <laughs> That's what I would have Staple, done. staple, staple. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. 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 Also, the president was a pedophile, I think. Probably. I don't know. I don't Wait, know Wait, which one? The president. Which one of them? Pick one. Yeah, that's the thing. I could throw this a rock president. at the president's, and uh, 
I'd hit Throw a, a rock at a line of 46 presidents. You're hitting at least one pedophile. Mm-hmm. And a racist. Now that's common. That's political satire at its best. Have you? I was doing yeah. finger guns, but it was too oh. There it is. One of my duties. Ready for the next one? I am ready for the next one. One of my duties at the mortuary I worked for was nighttime <laughs> body <Duties>. removals. <laughs> mortuary. <laughs> one night. <laughs> nighttime body removals. <laughs> that's what I call it when I jerk off. Very Captain's good, log. After hours. After hours. <laughs> One night, my partner and I showed up around 2 a.m. to grab the paperwork for our removal. When we got inside, we both got the feeling like there was someone there. So we walked through the building, checking to make sure everything was secure and closing all of the doors. This included. These guys the- are really good employees because if I'm ever at work and I get like a little scared, I'm like, "Fuck this place!" Oh and I yeah, leave. dude. When when we fucking I remember when we worked uh, at the at the um, movie theater, which again, yeah, best time of my life. It was Thank so you. Fun. Um, but like, uh, and yeah, whenever like something spooky, we would just be like, "Cool." <laughs> I'm like, I'll just leave the lights on for the yeah. rest of the night. I don't give a fuck. Right. Oh, you heard footsteps upstairs and both of us are down here? I guess we'll just leave yeah. everything on then because I'm not going up there. That sounds scary. I don't give I a fucking, fuck. I hated those stairs leading up to the projection area. It was just the yeah. fucking worst. It was like a liminal space. It was so like, like it just made you feel weird. It, it looked like the end of a me. 70s like, uh, like horror movie. You know what I mean? Think, like a low yeah, budget horror movie. Anyway. I think nothing's scarier than a theater at night when all the lights are off. And yeah. so all, there's like a there's like a light that goes into the theater like five feet yeah. and then it's just fucking nothing but pitch blackness. It's like, I'm good. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. So uh, they're checking to make sure everything was secure, closing all the doors. This included the casket room. Everyone hated the casket room. It was freezing cold year Everybody round. Everybody except Creepy Greg. Creepy Greg loved the I casket room. I love the casket room. We know you do, Greg. Stop saying that. Stop telling Gee, people Liz, that. if mm. I could hang out in the casket room all day, woohoo! He does a little heel quick. What he says, <laughs> Greg, I don't like you, but your work ethic is—it's amazing. It was freezing cold year-round. The lights were always uncomfortably dim, no matter what maintenance did to try to fix them. And there was this mannequin in the corner in full military dress that just felt wrong. I love when a job has a weird little thing. And that, and you're like, what's that about? And they're like, well, we don't know. It's just been here. Or like, uh, the boss been, insists that it stays here. And you're like, that, that's weird. It was here before everybody who currently works here works here, and we just don't know what to do with it. So mm-hmm. I also love how it's like, it's a morgue thing. It's a normal morgue thing. Oh, also, there's a creepy mannequin in full military <laughs> dress. You know, it's like dim lights. Yeah, that's just a morgue. It's mm-hmm. cold. Well, of course it is. It's a morgue. Also, there's a mannequin in full military dress. Okay, you got me on that one because that's a weird thing to have in a morgue. That doesn't belong there. I'm not a mortician, but I'll tell you what doesn't belong in a morgue. And it's a mannequin in full military dress. 100%. The only people who weren't bothered by the room was a t- cemetery sales staff, and that's only because they had no souls. Fucking got them. Boom. Burn. Yes, yeah, sick burn, dude. Yes, sons of bitches. So my partner and I don't... F- <laughs> fuck was that weird shade on cemetery sales staff i should be a cemetery salesman no i think you should be a like a mortician yeah i should mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like i'd be like a better grave digger 
I think you would be a fucking amazing grave digger, Mason. I'm not gonna lie to you. Think, yeah. Just yeah, like so yeah. cheerful. Yeah. So my partner and I don't find anyone. So we lock everything up and head out. We get back an hour later, get our new guest logged in, and decide to get a cup of coffee before leaving. He and I walk toward the kitchen, only to find the casket room door open about three feet. It's almost pitch black in there, and I can barely make out the red in the mannequin's uniform. It shouldn't be that close to the door. My, pi- my partner and I froze for a second, and then I grabbed his wrist, and we backed up into the kitchen and straight out the back door. I honestly felt like if we had gotten too close to the casket room, something bad would have happened. Neither of us would ever go near that room again, even during the day. I could spend time alone in the prep room or crematory no problem, so I'm not easily spooked. But there was something wrong with that room. Hasseldama, the occult museum. That's spooky. And that's a good... Because okay, a good, what that's what you should do when you're scared at your job. Yes, leave. Don't, you Just cannot pay leave. me enough to be like oh, I better go investigate that. Oh, nah. the casket. There's a there's a mo, there's there's a kerfuffle in the casket room. Nothing. Let you. me fucking investigate. That's when I'm Actually, in my car for the rest of the once shift. Once again, this is the job that these are jobs that I should be doing because I would be like Jose. We need to go look in the casket room. Yeah, something's moving in there. I always think back to the night we left our. Uh, our uh, communication, digital communications building, and there was a dog barking in the graveyard next to it. Which, yes, folks, we had a graveyard right next to our communications building. We went to a really fun school, and uh, you said, and we it was did. like it was like two in the morning, and you were like, "We should go see what it is." And I was like, "What the fuck? No!" Well, I'm and sorry. Said, and I it's quote, a- and I quote, "You said what?" It's a dog barking in a graveyard. You don't want to go see what it is? And I was like, no. We could have met the coolest dog in the world. <laughs> no, Mason. <laughs> yes, that would have been. This is why you're uh, getting. Oh, God, I'd never want to be in a horror movie situation with you. I'll die just by association. Hellhound. We could have had a hellhound. Could have been so cool. No, no. We could have had. I Imagine if I had a little puppy that we found in the cemetery. Okay, if it was a imagine, little puppy. Imagine. <sighs> okay, yeah. And then we you named him like like bones oh my god bones yes i name him bones that's a very good name fuck i know and you took that or or we go and we get we die we just die worth it Mm, no to start that Mm. urban legend that two no students left the communications heard a dog barking in the cemetery but i explored the dog barking in the cemetery and were found brutally murdered no. In no, mysterious you. circumstances? Not for me. No, thanks. So cool. It's so cool. Two amateur podcasters. Dead by mysterious We were podcasting at that point. Yeah, we were. Because we were there for yeah to record an episode. Yeah. God, it would have been so cool. You anyway. suck. <laughs> Send me in. Well, now we have to do it, Mason, for this job. So now if it happens again, I, we will go investigate it, unfortunately. Yeah. I've worked security for the the producers that don't exist will make me do it. Yeah, I'm, I I will. I've worked security for the past thirty years from working on the door. Okay, this is our our last one, and um, it's a bit of a doozy. Uh, this is the one that uh, I heard, and I was like, "Ew, we should do this episode." I've worked security for the past thirty years from working on the doors for clubs to hotel security, but nothing quite stuck with me like this did. It was my second security job. I was working at a big hotel in London. 
I had the graveyard shift, so it was usually super calm. Most shifts I was paid to watch movies and scroll through my phone. This one night, however, was very different. About an hour into my shift, I got a call from reception to say there was an extremely distressed man telling them he was about to be killed, and a gang was after him. He spoke very limited English, so reception was struggling to fully understand the issue. I checked the cameras and could see the man reaching over the desk trying to grab for the phone, so I rushed down from my office. When I got down, I took the man into a side room and tried to get him to explain the situation. He begged me to call the police, saying a gang had been following him and they were going to chop him into pieces and kill him. I, sorry to this guy, but if they chop you into pieces, you're going to die. They can't chop you into pieces and then kill you. You're already dead. I don't want to be that guy, but, like, you know. I don't know. You could probably get a good amount of pieces out of somebody before you die. I guess you're right. I'm just, like, imagining, like, completely chopped him into pieces. You're thinking of, like, cartoon pieces. I'm talking about, like, if you just, like... Start with the arm. Off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, you're just wasting you just the body. Like, you start with the finger. You, no, you if you're going to torture someone, you start arm. with I the mean, fingernail, like you, you start with the finger, and then you slowly... You cut, like, up. watermelon squares out of an arm. Oh. Yeah, see, I, you got to think outside mm, the box. That's very good. Yeah. When I got down... That's very good torture, Mason. When mm. I got down, I took the man... Oh, I already said that. Uh, he was extremely scared. I left him in the room, and they phoned the police. They arrived and talked to the man and supposedly sorted out the issue. They checked him into a room at the hotel and said they would be back in the morning to interview and discover not, what has happened. This is, that's not what happens. That's not a thing. That's hey, not what police do. These aren't police. These are British cops. I took the man. There's <laughs> definitely still police. I still think they call those yeah, police. Yeah, but they're like fun police. They're like, like little toy police, you know? <laughs> just, I've just Wild. alienated the entire British law enforcement. Uh, I'm going to absolutely get your ass kicked by um, British cops now. Yeah, next time I go to my, uh, yeah, yeah. Next time I go to my local English pub, they're going to be like, Oi, we fucking Oi, heard your podcast. <laughs> Oi, what's all this then? I took the man up to his room and left him there. The man stayed in his room all night and no one bothered him. It was about 30 minutes before my shift finished, so I thought I would go knock on his room to make sure he was okay before I left. I got to his room and knocked on his door. No answer. I knocked again hard and shouted, Security! No answer. Not was, a real thing. <laughs> I was worried. Fake cops, stay out of my room. You have no right to come in here. I was worried for his safety, so I unlocked the door and shouted in. Still no answer. I entered the room, and it was completely empty. Then suddenly, I get a call from reception. The girl was crying her eyes out, shouting for me to get down immediately. I ran down the get stairs. down and boogie. Yes, that's what she was shouting. Yeah. Till the mm -hmm. day you die. Until you die. <laughs> it's foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> that's a very good song, too. I ran down the stairs as quick as I could. When I got to the bottom, I could see the man stood in the middle of the hotel lobby carrying a fire extinguisher covered in blood. He was also covered in blood, but looked to have no injuries. There was a trail of blood splats leading from him to the first lift. I immediately, radioed, <clears throat> I immediately radioed in to the police as an emergency. I kept my distance, but shouted at the man to explain what had happened. He told me explain they had come yourself. for him. He told me they had come for him, and he had to defend himself. The police soon arrived, and as soon as they did, the man surrendered himself, and he was handcuffed and put into a police van. It was now safe for me to cross over the lobby, so I went and had a look inside the lift. Inside were two men. Their faces so damaged 
they barely looked human. The lift was covered in blood, as if it had been painted red. It was an awful sight. He had hit them so hard with a fire extinguisher that he had caved their faces in. The worst part? The two men had nothing to do with any gangs. They were regulars at the hotel, who I got to know quite well. They both had kids and families, and they were staying over this night to visit a famous art gallery. I never oh, found they were a... fucking whores in those rooms. They were cheating on or their each wives. Other. And... Good point. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Good point. I, I never that. found out what happened to the man who killed them. Anonymous he Reddit probably stories. Probably went to jail. That's just bananas. Um, God, it's just horrifying. It's Especially, like, I don't know, if it's someone you knew, like a regular, like, you know, not your best friend, but you're like, fuck. I don't know. Probably not going to see that guy again. Yeah. Because he's dead. Yeah. I don't know. I, he's not I, a regular anymore. I haven't worked anymore. long now enough on my irregular. job. But... <laughs> we had a few regulars at the movie theater, and I'd yeah. be a little bummed if I ever found yeah, them with their faces You found them with their faces in. caved in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be a bad shift. We do have one more, Mason. I lied. We have a fun little oh, one here. Okay. Excited. I was closing a supervisor at a grocery store, and someone managed to shit between the bathroom and the exit doors at 8.59. We close at 9. You'd think, oh, there's literal shit on the floor. Surely people will walk around it. No. Instead, they continue to plow through it, so now there's shit on multiple grocery carts. The exit is scattered with feces. <laughs> there's shit on people's shoes, undoubtedly, and there's shit in the parking lot. <laughs> Luckily for me, my less squeamish supervisor working with me that closing night volunteered to mop up the exit and bathroom, which, to our surprise, had also been shit on. Actually, I mean, if you're... Well, I mean, that's the one place it should that's be. That's the one place, yeah, you should For the record, human shit makes me immediately gag and vomit. I think it makes a lot of people immediately gag and vomit when I get a whiff of it, so I ended up puking in the trash next to the shit exit. Locust ain't bad, thought catalog. Um, yeah, that's a graveyard shift horror story. It barely is a graveyard shift, but can you imagine if we were closing the theater one night and you were like, hey, Jose, go get That was the, f- the best part about the theater is that it had a janitor. Yeah. Because I would have, I, I never, never would have worked there never. if we had to qu- clean that yeah. whole place. But the fact that, yeah, because if there was shit on the floor ever, I'd just be like, bathroom's closed. No, imagine like one night you're like, hey, Jose, will you go close down the, like the, uh, the, the, the theater rooms? And I just was like, hey, Mason, uh... There's shit on the floor. <laughs> I would have said, I, no, there's not. You haven't seen I, shit on the floor. What would you have didn't ha- tell me about shit on this the floor. This is what would have happened. Let's go home. You would have come next to me, looked at it, and then been like, and just closed the door and not <laughs> yeah. said anything. And then I would have been like, what about it? And you would have been like, not our job. And then we would have <laughs> left. <laughs> Maybe it'll be gone in the morning. I don't know. It's not my problem. Are you going to tell, I would have said, are you going to tell our manager? And you would have been like, nah, she'll see it. If she texts <laughs> Jose, if she texts me and says anything, neither one of us saw this. <laughs> Not a thing oh that Oh my happens. god, can you imagine if somebody shit on the floor and I... was there? <laughs> I would, that, that woman would die, oh I think. She would have a fucking heart attack. She would have talked about it nonstop, and she would have been so unamused by our reactions to it. I would have been like, hey, Mason, and I would have always mimicked pooping, (laughs) and she would have been like, that's not funny. (laughs) Hey, Mason, who am I? (laughs) 
She would have been like, guys, that's not, we shouldn't be joking about that. Honestly, I mean, listen, I don't know how they would have possibly, I mean, could you try to leave the theater during Sonic the Hedgehog? It's too good of a movie. You just have to watch it. <laughs> oh, that Sonic fucking story, bro. I tell everybody that. I feel it so a, bad. It's so sad because I never, you can never capture really how funny that moment no. was in a story. It was so, that kid just, it's like a... It's got like a dog in it. Oh my god. Uh, Jose, is this Sonic? <laughs> Sonic's on screen. And I'm fucking. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure I'm it's pretty Sonic. Sure it's... <laughs> so fucking funny. Oh my. He's just. The kid just walks in silently. I, I guess we should. Okay, so one time we were working. This we were showing. We had we had a two screen theater because it was a small town. We were showing. Call of the Wild and yes, Sonic the Hedgehog. Harrison Ford cartoon dog movie yeah. and Sonic the Hedgehog. And we had probably, again, we didn't have a lot of people coming in because it's a small town. We, we had, had a single person come, come in, in for Sonic. Night. He was like some 14-year-old kid, 15-year-old kid. Yes. It made me feel bad because it reminded himself, me of my brother, right? kind of sad. He yeah, was I, alone and I felt for him because I was like, I used to do that when I was his age, like go to the movies alone. And I totally would have seen Sonic by myself. Yeah. And so he comes in, he gets Only a ticket. person in the theater, too, is what, yeah. Only mm. person in the entire two theaters was yeah. just this one kid here for Sonic. So he gets a ticket, and we think he goes in. About 45 minutes. It was a yes. crazy amount of time. About 45 yes. minutes into the movie, he comes out, and he's like, uh, hey, there's something wrong with the movie to Mason. Because Mason was assistant I, manager. And I will say that at, at this point, our theater is it's, it's old, and a lot of times the programming fucks up into the projectors and mm. they do, it doesn't play a movie or it, it something goes wrong and it breaks. Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, like, oh my God, that kid just sat in here for half an hour mm-hmm. watching a, Blake sc- a black screen yeah. and I could have fixed anyway. So I'm already mad. So yeah. I walk into the theater. So he, he's like, Mason's like, hey, can you just watch the front? I'm going to go with this kid. And I'm, you know, I'm doing whatever I, duties we did or whatever. And then, we weren't doing shit. We were sitting there yeah. talking about Quentin Tarantino yeah. movies or some stupid garbage. And then, <laughs> and then Mason comes around the corner, and he's like, uh, "Hey Jose, uh, can you come here for a second? Like in that like kind of like tone, like the." I remember like your face being like weird uh, is happening and I don't really know. Well, it was like I think I just figured out something very embarrassing mm-hmm. and I can't handle it by myself. So I need I you to go be here over for this. And you and I go over and you're holding the door open to Sonic the Hedgehog. Which is and the theaters there are two theaters, both of which are labeled with the movie showing above right. the door. And you're holding the door to Sonic and you go, Hey, is this Sonic the Hedgehog? And I look inside, and the fucking <laughs> blue cue. hedgehog is on the fucking screen. On cue, <laughs> as soon as I say that, the movie that had up until that point not shown Sonic had just been other characters whom I knew was in Sonic, but didn't have the confirmation of Sonic himself. On cue, when I say, this is Sonic, right? It cuts to Sonic on screen, the fucking blue hedgehog. <laughs> and I look inside the theater and I go... Just dead silent for a moment as yeah. we all stare at what's obviously well, and, Sonic on screen. And so I go... Yeah, pretty sure that's Sonic the Hedgehog. And then we both look. I just look at the kid. We, like, on fucking, like, it's almost sitcom-like. We both turn, and the kid is holding the door open to Call of the Wild. I don't and we're know like, how we didn't oh. notice it. <laughs> He's sitting there. And it didn't strike a part of me either that 
Well, before you had come over, I had asked him I, when I was walking back. I was like, is it just a black screen? What are you seeing? And he's like, I don't know. It's just like some old man and like a dog. And I was like, I don't know what that even means. I had no idea. And so I opened Sonic and I was just like, this is Sonic, Jose. This is Sonic. And I haven't even looked at the kid in five minutes because I'm trying to figure out what's happening. And he's just sitting there holding Call of the Wild open, just like, and then he just, without a word, let's go with the door handle. Doesn't look at one of us, doesn't say a word, deadpan, walks into Sonic, I let the door close behind him, and we just Well, and I, I, I turned I turned to Mason to say something, and Mason just went, back room now. And so we go into the back room where the customers can't hear us, and he closes the door. And we just lose it. Because he tells me that, he's like, I asked him, what's wrong with it? And he's like, I don't know, it's just a man and a dog. We must have sat in that back room for fucking 10 minutes straight just laughing. He and spent I felt... 45 minutes watching Call of the Wild <laughs> thinking at some point in time this movie's gonna be Sonic the Hedgehog. And, and I... 45 minutes in he was like, you know, there's something fishy going on. <laughs> 45 minutes in he was like, Sonic should have shown up by he now. Just, he just watched the last half hour of Sonic and left without a fucking word. Yeah, when the feel, movie was over, I thought, he, I thought he was going to come up and be like, oh my god, that's so embarrassing. That's what I would have done, I feel He's, like. But know, he just every, every once, ran every right those, to the fucking door. Every one of those nights when he has one of those yes. things, the embarrassing moments that keep him up. I feel bad because you know he's probably like no one else remembers that, but it is the funniest <laughs> fucking story. I, and I the have worst from part working. was, the next day he came into the coffee shop I worked at, and I saw him and I recognized him, and I looked at him and I waved, and he looked at me and just put his head down, and I was like, oh no, I made this worse. Oh man! We would have been. I would have. That could get him come in, and we could have talked about movies forever. But instead, it <laughs> didn't turn out that way. <laughs> oh. I just can't describe the pure, unplanned comedic uh, perfection of this is Sonic, right? <laughs> just turning to see Sonic on a fucking movie theater screen. You know, I was going to have a share a, cra- a scary graveyard shift horror story, but I think that's the best graveyard that shift horror best, story. That was the best, yes. It's Jose just shared embarrassment. Uh, yes. Jose and I spent many a night up until late, uh, probably the latest was around 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, working the night shift on, what was it, Thursdays? Yeah. Tuesdays. No, Wednesdays. Are you sure? Yeah, it was Wednesday. It was the okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Spent Wednesday nights at uh, the, at a movie theater in a small town. And we didn't get a lot of great stories, but that one's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good shit. That's it was a, good... a lot of... It was seriously, we'd work five-hour shifts, and it would be like two hours of work when the movies had, were starting, and then... Literally, our we had a one-and-a-half-hour lunch break sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we would pray. Like, it would be cool, because like, sometimes nobody would even show up to the late show, so we could just close everything down mm-hmm. after 15 minutes. I just got and, an excuse to hang out with Mason, and then I got paid yeah. for it, which was awesome. Or, right. I just had to, he just had to clock out at, like, 9 or whatever. I was like, yeah. all right, you got to get out. You got to get out the time. But yeah. actually, I don't even think that's true. I think you normally stayed until uh, pretty late. And mm-hmm. then was just like, well, I always, even after I clocked out, I just waited for you. Or well, I, yeah, yeah, I was like, well, you know, it's weird, too, because I used to walk. Speaking of these graveyard stuff, it's a miracle I never got murdered or robbed because I would, before you started working with me, I just walked the uh, 
money bag of yeah, that night. I remember I you telling me that. Bank, and like I was like, that's blocks. fucking insane. I can just drive you. And you're like, oh, all right. I was like, cool. But I don't know. I was fine with walking, too. I mean, what, if they get robbed me, it's like, fuck you. You can't make me drive places. And I'll just, if someone pulls a gun and it's like, give me the money, I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> no problem. Have a yeah. good night. It's counted. It's got a receipt in there and everything to tell you exactly <laughs> how much is in there. Uh, well, that was yeah. that was a good episode, Mason. Thank you. I, I agree. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Captain's Log After Hours. And to that, to that boy, if he's out there, it's okay. It's okay. We don't. We're not. We don't think your embarrassment is funny. I, it's, no, it's, what's funny is it's, it didn't just have to do the with com- the kid. The, it was all the, the other timing. stuff. Yeah. Yes. It was the timing. It was just like the. It just felt like an SNL skit. You know what I mean? Like it yes. just felt too good to be true. It was and, more. It and, was like curb your enthusiasm level. Yeah, I was gonna say after like, I said SNL, I was like, well, it was actually funny. So oh, boom, boom. Just kidding. Dude, SNL. I'd love to work for you guys. Um, but I. Uh, yeah, if he if for whatever reason he's listening, dude, I have so much worse stories like that yeah. awkward encounters than that. Don't even worry about it, man. Yeah, it's okay, man. So it's thank okay. everybody for listening. Shout out tonight to our Iowa listeners. Um, yeah. And uh, stay safe, everybody. Uh, if you're working the graveyard shift, just, just... You can just leave. Just if something happens, you're not getting paid enough. Don't even worry yeah. about it. Don't even yeah, if you worry feel weird, it. just don't do it. They can't make you. They can't. They can't. If if anything, here's, listen. Here's, here's my advice free, for tonight. Here's a real free tip, though. Before you give whatever mm. fake one you get, oh. <laughs> if you ever feel uncomfortable at work, just say you smelled gas. Mm. You can leave. Yeah. Or also, you can leave. You can. You can. Most states have uh, protection laws in place for just. The discrimination and harassment against employees if you ever felt like a boss retaliated against you for you do not wanting to do something that made you uncomfortable get a fucking lawyer and i know that lawyers aren't cheap but they're gonna want to take your case because you're gonna win because they broke the law and also especially or go to current, hr first i guess especially in our current climate though if you're working a job that has a graveyard shift and something like this happens and you get like fired you can just go find another job too it's like easily you can do that yeah anyway All right, everybody, have a good night. Be safe. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Goodbye. Bye.